Hello, Arlington, and welcome to another episode of the County Board Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Adams. I'm the Director of Policy and Communication for the County Board, and it's my pleasure to join you once a month to give you the background and uh, wrap-up of what the County Board did at their last uh, regular and recessed meetings. This past Saturday, the board met and discussed a couple of development projects in the county, including the uh, residential community, the Elliott, and uh, had discussion about the Clarendon Sector Plan. If you're interested in these projects or if you feel they affect you in any way, check out the full discussion on the county board's website uh, or the county YouTube channel. One of the biggest pieces of news to come out uh, from the board uh, this past week was in the Tuesday recess meeting when the board announced and appointed the nine inaugural members of the Community Oversight Board. These seven voting and two non-voting members will uh, work hard with the Arlington County Police Department and the community to improve relations and to provide a level of uh, oversight and accountability uh, for our law enforcement professionals. The group was very excited to get started and is looking forward to serving the community. Uh, for more information, you can check out the press release again on the County Board's website. Our discussion today, though, is going to center around the budget. Arlington County uh, budgets approximately $1.4 billion every year to provide the uh, best practice and uh, most professional service to Arlingtonians and all of our visitors. And today we're joined by County Manager Mark Schwartz. County Board Chair Katie Crystal and County Board Member Libby Garvey to discuss how they get from uh, the proposed budget to a final budget and ways that you as a community member can share your thoughts and opinions. Okay, and as I said, we're joined today by County Manager Mark Schwartz and Board Chair Katie Crystal and Board Member Libby Garvey. Thank you all for joining us today and hope you're enjoying your uh, Wednesday so far. Today we're going to talk about the budget. Uh, having been raised in Michigan, I was always told that there's two seasons, winter and construction. However, now that I've been working in government, it seems like there's two seasons, budget and getting ready for the next budget. So first <laughs> question for you, Mr. Manager, uh, please tell us how from your position as the county manager, you develop the proposed budget. And if you could, particularly how it relates to community engagement, giving uh, community members the opportunity to provide their opinions and their input. Well, thank you, Dan. and. Um, let me start off by talking a little bit about, uh, at least in the, I've worked for the county for 16 years, so I've seen 16 budgets put together, and how we do engagement with the budget has actually changed a lot over the last uh, 16 years. And um, I, I remember the first few years I was here, we would uh, gather in the cafeteria at uh, one of the high schools, and it would be myself and the superintendent, and we'd send out uh, an email. We had email back then and say, please come and give us your thoughts on what should go into the budget as we sort of prepare. And we would get about 25 or 30 people who would show up in the audience. And uh, a lot of them would be focused on school issues, but uh, we would get some advocates who would come out and, and push for a few things. And that was what passed for engagement. Fast forward to, I think about five years ago, when uh, I had been appointed manager and when Brian Helfer came up, came on board, and we really sort of like blew that up a little bit and said, no, we're going to uh, do a lot more than just sort of sit in one room and do that. And we have been very intentional about 
going to places where people are at rather than having them come to us and give them material to fill out or ask them questions. And then especially in the last two years with COVID, virtual participation has exploded. And we have, this year we had at least, a, I was at least a thousand people who have input. And we ask, we try each year, we sort of ask the same questions. Uh, we disguise them a little bit differently. You know, some years like it'll be, we don't have a lot of money this year. And if we had to do cuts, what shouldn't we cut? Um, and then sometimes when we feel like, okay, there are things that we need in the community. If you only had a few dollars, what would you spend that money on? So we get a lot of input, it comes in, and we also do a satisfaction survey as a community every four years that talks about priorities. Um, we are due finishing up one right now, it wasn't able to be used for this budget, but we spend a lot of time doing that. And then it's really just the informal conversations uh, we have as far as putting together the budget. But the one thing, and I'll let uh, you know Katie and Libby can talk a little bit about this, the one thing that I pay the most attention to is the guidance I get from the county board um, about what the priorities should be. So from year to year, that guidance tends to stay fairly steady, but uh, there are points of emphasis each year that uh, give me a, a clue and a, and a tip off about where I should focus. Mark, one of the things that's always interested me that I feel like we get a little bit of insight into, but not totally, is what kind of conversations you have with your department heads and how they work with maybe their division chiefs about everything they might want or aspire to in their budget and what makes its way into your recommendation as the manager. In some ways, I never cease to be fascinated by that part of the process. And it really depends on the guidance I give. I really uh, sort of try to go out of my way uh, to be open to any ideas that departments want to bring to me. And um, they're usually, we have a very smart group of people who work for the county and they can have a lot of creative ideas about new things to do or, way, or ways to do things differently. But at a certain point, you know, the pipe gets smaller and smaller and the uh, items that come to me, I will ask every department to come in. I usually will give them a clue as to what some of the themes are that I'm interested in. For example, the past few years, equity has been a big focus of what we're talking about. So I want to make sure we get proposals um, in that. And then sometimes I'll just say, okay, give me the give me a few of the ideas that you didn't put on the piece of paper that you thought were sort of out there. And and sometimes some of those actually make it in. People have a different set of filters on the departmental level. And um, I've been around long enough that, uh, to know that I'll ask questions sometimes when I don't hear something, it's like uh, painfully obvious that it was missing for a series of reasons. But um, yeah, it's uh, it allows for a lot of creativity and I love asking questions um, where people don't know the answers so they have to go back and come again uh, with material. But um, and that way it's sort of like a budget work session. Great. So uh, for Katie and Libby then, what does the board do then when it receives the manager's proposed budget? What are your initial steps and where are you trying to get to? But one of the most literal things we do that anybody who's watched one of our budget work sessions have seen in action is start by pouring into uh, five massive binders, one for each of us, that summarizes not only the manager's recommendations and all of those um, summary level analyses, 
but also really gets into line items and performance measures department by department. And so that's one of the ways that we really try to get into the weeds of what the manager and his leadership team have recommended for our consideration. Um, and then we start a series of budget work sessions uh, with constituent <laughs> meetings, uh, whether that is um, advisory groups in the community, uh, nonprofits, advocacy entities, sometimes even just individuals uh, meeting with us for one-on-one -on -one conversations. And that's aside from the constituent correspondence, which I'm sure Libby could talk about as well. You know, I think that the, 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 when you said it was like the, bud the, the year is divided into two parts, the part that does the budget and the part that prepares for the budget. Um, Dan, I think you're right. And the guidance we give is the that the board gives that Mark mentioned. Um, you know, Katie is that the board obviously we do it after we finish, really as soon as pretty much as you know, very soon after we finish a budget. We're often doing going into budget guidance and thinking about that. Um, I think if you looked at the budget guidance over the years, you'd sort of get a little um, viewpoint about how things have changed in Arlington and actually in large big picture stuff. So we talk about equity now a lot and we talk about climate change a lot. And I, I, I've i been doing budgets even longer than Mark Schwartz, at least Arlington County budgets. Back then, there were, well, there were a number of years when I first started, climate change wasn't a thing we didn't even talk about or think about it. Equity, uh, I, I ran on equity push it, but it didn't get put into systems all that much. Um, so it's really interesting. I think you can see a little bit how that, and that's the, the, the big picture thing that we do. And as Katie says, then we get the, Mark does, works his magic with the staff and we get this huge binder. Um, I actually find the budget to me, and I think you've got five board members, you probably have five different approaches. Um, for me, the whole budget season, it's, it's, it's good. It takes as much time as it does, because it's a real window into what's going on in the county and helps us understand what's going on. I actually go, I think we all have different approaches. I go first to the manager's introduction, which kind of sets the overall scheme, talks about what the budget guidance was and what um, the manager sees as the issues coming up. And that helps me sort of have a frame to put in everything that I'm then looking for. Um, and then I find most helpful, um, and Katie, I don't know what how you do it, but the the performance measures that there that are in there, you can talk about whether the performance measures are correct or not for each department, but that is also a window on what's what's happening and how things are changing in the county. So um, I actually think the budget's actually fascinating because <laughs> it really is a I window agree. on what's going on. Yeah. Well, I agree. And, and Libby, too, one of the things that that puts me in mind of that, that folks may not know is that the budget is also one of our opportunities to um, make or guide policy uh, on things that may not be part of the board's monthly agenda. Um, you know, as Libby was saying, with the performance measures or just sort of the insight, the windows we get into what's happening in different departments, um, with some of our departments, you know, including those who, who may not have regular items before the county board the way, for example, DES or community planning, housing and development do um, on a monthly basis, these budget work sessions are our opportunities for conversations with them, and they may be the only one we take all year. Uh, libraries is a great example, doing really important work, but not a department that is often in front of the county board. And so when we look at their performance measures, you know, to say how is circulation going, right? Um, it's a chance for us to, to, to home in on some of our uh, policy priorities. And we end up 
uh, generally giving guidance, as Libby said, to the manager uh, the fall before as he's developing a budget about the following year's budget. But also when we adopt the budget for the coming year, um, that is a chance for us to uh, also give guidance to the manager about where this money should go. And it's sometimes an opportunity for us to advance policy priorities that that maybe um, uh, otherwise wouldn't have come across as part of our regular agenda throughout the year. Um, a great example is, you know, last year we gave direction of the manager about implementing a whole of government approach to climate. You know, as Libby was talking about, that's been kind of an increasing theme over the years, not necessarily a, um, uh, a budget appropriation, but that, but that budget guidance becomes our vehicle to really talk policy with the people who are implementing policy throughout the county. Yeah. And just to talk a little bit about community engagement, I, I, which I realized is to me, and I think for all of us, we hear from people that we often actually don't hear. The, the budget focuses people's minds, and we hear from people that we might not hear from throughout the year very much. Um, and interesting things come up. So for me, this is a, um, a, a preview, folks, which I haven't put in. The, the Human Rights Commission came and talked about this human rights ambassador. It's a there's a, a program, uh, a conference to attend. And apparently Arlington is the only one that doesn't fund it. <laughs> and the ambassador has to fund it his or herself, as I understand it. It's $350 is not much. It's a small, tiny thing in our budget. Um, I think we'll find a way maybe to cover it. Feels like we should. Um, you know, I'll certainly ask about it. But that's the kind of thing that comes to our attention and probably something that I would I would venture maybe even um, our manager didn't perhaps know about. Um, yeah. And that's part of what we do, too. So the budget, again, why it's so fascinating is we go from the very, very huge big picture, global climate change, down to the very smallest, you know, like a position, a representative for one event for, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars that actually probably is reasonable to do. And we're addressing all of it. It's a pretty amazing process. Well, it's interesting how you talk about it being a window into, you know, initiatives and priorities. That's a great segue or into how the county is operating, uh, because nobody can argue with the fact the last couple of years, COVID has, you know, touched pretty much every aspect of our lives. And so, Mark, could you speak to how it's impacted the budget? You know, are we starting to see budgets resembling budgets from pre-COVID years? Um, what maybe can we expect for the next one or two or three fiscal years as far as COVID is concerned? Yes, so during the budget process the last two years, what it became sort of a tired reference to the fact that we needed to bridge from where we were to where we were going to go. And I think at one point when I was presenting the budget last month, I said it's time to burn down the bridge because we're on the other side. Um, it may not be at the same elevation as where we started, but um, you know, we've gone through two years that have been wrenchingly difficult. Not just, I, I'm not just talking about fis fiscal stress, but physical and mental stress for the organization and the community. And I feel like I, when I was briefing board members, I said the best thing about this budget is it's really boring. It's like it's like one of your old-fashioned sort of like, okay, here's the budget. There's not a lot of new things in it but we're not cutting anything and we're sort of coming back to the point where we don't have to rely on the federal money that we got, which we're very thankful for to, to fund things. So yeah, we've gotten to the other side. The, the landscape is very different on this side of the, the bridge. Um, we have a commercial real estate market that is different. We have uh, you know a higher vacancy rate. 
we have a residential market that's different, not only in the way homes are being valued, but what's going on in them. I mean, we have, uh, I, we for another podcast, um, we have a lot more work being done in our residential areas. And uh, the world has really changed. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the perfect, uh, perfect point here is that, you know, I always would like to say that one budget is never like another. And this is, this budget, even though it's been sort of boring in that sense, it's ushering in, I think, a new phase in, in how our community is going to be spending money. So we've crossed the bridge and now there's a completely different view. <laughs> yeah. That's that kind of what we're yeah. looking so, Except uh, I think we don't see what the view is exactly. There's some brush in the way, so it's not real clear what exactly is on this side, I think. Well, we should get some deer out there to help. <laughs> <laughs> So, Katie and Libby, you did allude to a little bit earlier. Uh, talk to us about what are the fiscal priorities for the board this coming fiscal year? As you know, we're talking about coming out of COVID. Um, what's high on the list? What um, what are we really hoping to focus on? And 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 to take a page out of Mark's book, you know, not just fiscally, but for other reasons as well, employee health and wellness, you know, community mm -hmm. engagement, and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, um, you know, Mark alluded to it uh, when he was talking about how hard the past couple of years have been on our staff and, and couple that with the great resignation that we're all experiencing. And we have really seen the impacts uh, on of those phenomena on the on staff leaving, uh, you know, pursuing new opportunities, sometimes in different sectors uh, or, or otherwise making decisions um, to, to, to leave public service. Um, and we are really concerned about that, no matter what your priority is in Arlington County, whether it's making sure that there are sufficient inspections of aging um, apartment buildings so that people can live in, in high quality conditions, or making sure our streets get paved or ensuring that those who are experiencing behavioral health crisis have a, an effective professional to work with and counsel them through those crises. No matter what your priorities are, we need great people working in Arlington County to actually make them happen. And, and we've been fortunate to have great people in Arlington. And it's really uh, critical that we retain them and that we can help departments engage not only in that retention, uh, but support them in, in attempting to fill vacancies as they arise. Um, those have hit uh, county government in disparate ways. We have a couple of departments that are really, I think, bearing the brunt of uh, this very transitional time in the workforce. Um, but we know across the board, one of the levers we can pull to try to make Arlington an attractive place to work is compensation. Um, our employees have uh, worked tirelessly throughout the pandemic with um, relatively little, uh, if any, raises, um, particularly given the impacts of inflation on everyone's purchasing power. And it's been really important that that we make significant um, uh, adjustments to their compensation. You know, I think as uh, one of the other things we haven't talked about yet, too, in terms of dynamics that affect the budget is the, uh, the, the sort of regional competition that goes on. I know, Mark, I think you said at one point in announcing this budget that this was, at least in your tenure in Arlington, your proposal to increase staff salaries was uh, the biggest we'd ever, the manager had ever recommended in a budget. Uh, and then we saw what our peer jurisdictions were doing, and we were actually at the bottom of the pack in terms of races. So I know my colleagues and I are working really hard to, to, to um, prioritize increasing staff salaries as part of this upcoming budget. Um, that is, as a matter of dollars and cents, one of the harder things to do uh, when it comes to a budget. I think, Mark, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's about 80% of our overall budget is spent on people in some form or fashion, right? That's right. 
So when you say we're, we're going to do raises for staff, right, that's not quite like, um, you know, adding a line item to street sweeping, right? <laughs> that is going to have um, uh, a huge price tag, but it is, I think, the most important thing. And as I said, um, you know, our ability to retain great staff touches every priority that this community has. So uh, for me, anyway, chairing the board this year, that's been my top priority in the budget. But it's not the only one. Libby, I know we've, we've had a lot of other really good ongoing conversations uh, as part of this budget. We have, we have. I do think it's though. I think employees are just top front and center. It, it really is, and it's not. It's the salaries. It's you know looking at benefits and looking at how they they work here. Um, you know, I, I the other thing I've I've sort of realized in, in thinking about it. This is a nice great conversation to have. Part of us, what we're working on, and I, I'm seeing more and more, is some real study on where we are going. I'm seeing through, you know, we're on the other side. We can't quite see clearly where we are. So we have some major studies. There's the, the missing middle, which is funded and going on, but we've got um, historic resources master plan going on. We've got affordable housing, and we're talking more about sometimes getting consultant help and uh, surveys and things like that to sort of figure out where we are and where we want to go, and do we need to work differently? Um, and I think that is part of what is sort of an underlying priority. It doesn't come down to one clear line item, but I'm kind of picking that up as a pattern as we're going through the budget. And I think that's really crucial um, because I think we all realize we need to be working differently. The key is we've got to, our employees, we've got to keep them. We've got to retain them. We've got to attract top quality employees because that's what keeps people here. Um, you know, one of my favorite um, mission statements, I think it is, is, is it's Marriott Corporation, which says that they will treat their employees in such a way that they will render world-class service to their clients. What we want to do is treat our employees in such a way that they render world-class ser uh, service to our residents. Um, but that costs money, as Katie's been saying, and then, then you start to get stressed with people whose ho home values are going up and they're worried about taxes. The cost of childcare is a huge issue, and that's come up a number of times. That Personally, I know, Katie, you started us off on that, but I I really think that is um, is really crucial because it's part of why do people want to live in Arlington or why do people want to work in Arlington? And it's about money, but it's also about a lot of other things, services and amenities and what kind of a place this is to live. And I think that's that's really sort of underlying all of it is to make this a place that people want to be and want to live. Um, and uh, we can't buy our way out of it, but I think we can be smart about it and provide the kind of community that people um, you know, the tracks and retains the kind of people that, that we want to have here that we have now, actually. Um, it's a great community. So I don't know, that doesn't really, it's not a real specific answer, but that's kind of what I'm seeing at the moment. Okay. Well, all three of you have mentioned, you know, the community engagement and allowing people those opportunities to to weigh in and how you take that information. Um, as the proposed budget is currently in the board's hands and having those work sessions, are there still ways that people can voice their opinions regarding the budget? You know, with with approximately what uh, 1.4 billion dollars at stake, are there still ways that people can um, can can share their thoughts? Absolutely. This is Arlington, of course. <laughs> um, one of the, the ways that we do hear from um, members of our community is, uh, as you might imagine, through emails and phone calls, right? Uh, you can always write county board at arlingtonva.us. And I think what can sometimes be um, nice for folks about that is that it is pretty open-ended, right? You can tell us um, what's on your mind. We try to do questionnaires oftentimes 
uh, when it comes to the budget to really help us organize what we're what we're seeing. And, and Mark spoke to that. Um, but but uh, email contact. You can always write us an old fashioned letter at 2100 Clarendon Boulevard, Suite 300, Arlington 22201. Um, and we're happy to hear from people that way, too, as well as attend an open door Monday um, during budget sessions. Um, that is or budget season, rather, that is one of the, the good ways that people I know often take um, advantage of a chance to have and be a more dynamic conversation back and forth with county board members. Um, and of course, uh, the one of the most important things that we do are budget and tax rate hearings, um, uh, which are opportunities for us to um, uh, throw open the doors and, and hear from everybody um, about their preferences. Everybody can take two to three minutes. If you're speaking on behalf of um, uh, an organization, you can take up to five um, to share with us your perspective about uh, really anything in the budget. This year, um, we'll be doing those on March 29th and then March 31st. That's a Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. We do the first one on the budget, which generally is a, a sort of shorthand way of saying the expenditure of funds. Um, and the second one on the tax rate, um, which is, of course, a way of saying the revenue sources. And we know, you know, Libby was uh, intimating this, and I think this is really the case. We've heard from a lot of people, um, you know, interested in the tax rate, not only for their property taxes, but other um, taxes that, that, that Arlington may generate revenue from in terms of um, impacts on, on them and their budgets uh, in a time of inflation. And so um, generally, uh, you know, in a, in a place like Arlington, um, we, we find that the budget work session, i.e. the expenditure session, is much better attended than the um, uh, tax rate or, or revenue session. But um, this year, I think we, we can anticipate probably hearing from community members on both. So um, we'd love to hear from people again on March 29th or March 31st. And you can always learn about any of these resources, where to email the county board, how to sign up for Open Door Monday, or how to register to speak at a work session um, by going to arlingtonva.us and, and searching county board. And I'll, I'll just I'll just add that it's one of the things I love about Arlington, actually. So there are all these formal ways which are great. We, we It is Arlington. Of course, we're, we'll take input. But even though we're a small board, there are only five of us. This is a small county. And I don't know about you, Katie, but sometimes when I'm out on a walk, I see a neighbor and they decide to talk to me. Uh, my own daughter has accosted me in the house with a with a budget <laughs> issue she wanted to talk to me about. Um, so, and that's, um, you know, we don't want people to overdo it, but they don't. Um, and it's part of the, I just really like about Arlington is we're really pretty much available to people all over at all kinds of times. And um, we're people too, and we're interested in what folks think. Um, so there's lots and lots of ways, formal and informal, to find us. That's a great point. I was going to say, at least I get the relief of uh, my my child not quite being old enough yet to lobby me. But given his general enthusiasm for both uh, the art buses and trash trucks, I think actually I might be getting a little bit of lobbying for increases in the <laughs> DES budget at home these days. Absolutely. Just you wait till he gets a little older. <laughs> one, one, one thing I did want to add, and you know, I I don't feel like I've lost a little bit of my wonder. I still have a lot of wonder when we're going through the process. Now, I, this is true in lots of places, but especially true in Arlington, which is that, um, you know, a well thought out comment uh, made to a board member or to me actually can have an enormous amount of power. Um, and I know sometimes people will get a little bit frustrated because um, the board will say, you know, if if you just want to say you agree with somebody else's views, you know, you can do that. And there's a, a reason for that, which is that this board and our staff 
really are impressed with facts and well-reasoned out um, arguments um, more than some of the hyperbole that you might hear, and it has an impact. I, rem I know after every single budget hearing, board members will say, you know, what about this? We weren't aware of that. Can you give us an answer? And a lot of times I'll say, it's the first I've heard of it, and it has an impact. So I don't want people to think that some of this stuff is performative because it isn't. Mm -hmm. If you come with a well thought out brief and you have a, a some support, um, make your point. And uh, those people who are persistent, who don't quite have it all together, come back again the next year. And I say, if you track through anybody who has a well thought out point and a sort of coherent argument, I think that they almost always win the day eventually. So it's certainly worth your time and I know I pay a lot of attention because I've got five people who are going to be asking me about it. <laughs> that, that's a great point. I'm glad Mark said that. I don't know about you. I mean, I will mention what doesn't help um, are the, the writing campaigns. So we get 50, 60, 80, 100 emails all saying exactly the same thing. Some of them come from Arlington and some of them don't. Those are probably the least effective to changing what we think about something, just letting people know. But yes, a well thought out comment and it doesn't have to be long. Um, absolutely, we're interested. Katie? Well, I was going to say this is a great opportunity to maybe uh, pull back the curtain and demystify one of the things, too. When you do write us, I know uh, folks think that um, they need to write each member of the board individually for us to see it, but we have a uh, uh, a well-organized team within the Arlington County Board Office that makes sure that anybody who writes to the county board at arlingtonva.us, um, we all five of us see it. Uh, it goes into the, the public record and into our budget book. So you can spare yourself having to uh, uh, quadruplicate, qu quinticate, uh, in any way, send the same email five times uh, by just sending it once. Uh, it's a great way for us to, to, to sort of see. And, and we do have a great team that helps us aggregate um, when we hear from multiple community members on the same topic to really understand, um, you know, kind of what the what the uh, the, the sentiments are um, one way or another across um, issues and ideas. Well, what I'm hearing is quality, not quantity. Yeah, that's right. Well, there you have it, folks, uh, from your Arlington County leadership, uh, how we're getting to where we do in the budget and uh, what you can expect from this coming year. Uh, thanks to all three for taking the time today. I appreciate your uh, time and your knowledge and sharing it with Arlington. And uh, we'll see you back here in one of our future episodes. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Great. Thanks. And Mark, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Oh, sure, I enjoyed it. Well, there you have it, folks, your county leadership discussing uh, the budget and how they come up with it and all the different opportunities that you have to voice your thoughts and opinions on the matter. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the County Board Wrap-Up Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dan Adams, and it's always a pleasure to discuss with you uh, each month the different actions taken by the board and to delve a little bit deeper into different topics. Uh, you can reach us on Anchor and Spotify, and I encourage you to stay tuned as the board continues to serve you with uh, compassion and professionalism. And as always, remember, we're all humankind, so be both.